What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with yours, Kwame Fisher-Jones. You know, if you like what you hear or you enjoy what you're hearing, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, or whatever you can do in whatever format you're listening on. I greatly would appreciate it. Now, with that shameless plug that I thought I would never do in my life, but that I've been reverted to or forced to do, I want to venture off the NFL NBA path that a lot of you have listened to me discuss, rant, my diatribes on, and go back into college football. Talked about Deion Sanders, Coach Sanders earlier in some podcasts, and I want to revisit him based off, just off some new information, some things that have transpired. So right now, the Colorado Buffalo sit at 3-1. and one. They just lost to Oregon, a game I picked them to lose. They'll probably lose this weekend to USC. They'll be more competitive but they'll definitely lose this game to USC. I don't have any delusions or grandeur that they're going to pull this out. But this isn't about the week-to-week journey for Coach Sanders. This isn't about the week-to-week journey for Coach Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame or the week-to-week journey for Coach James Franklin in Penn State. This is about the coverage that Coach Sanders has kind of pushed to the forefront. More importantly, what has gone on behind the scenes and the thoughts that lie in the hearts of many men that we're hearing. Skip Bayless made a comment about Colorado being Black America's team, and he caught flack. But in full disclosure, Skip Bayless can say it's hot outside in Arizona in June, and you'll have 14 million people argue with him and tell him he doesn't know what he's talking about. Quite frankly, there are a group of people out there in the world who just don't like Skip Bayless. And whatever he says, whatever he does, they're going to say anti-Skip Bayless things. And I'm not one of those people. Yes, Skip is wrong, but if you've done this as long as he's done this, you're going to be wrong about a lot of things. But Skip has also been right about far more than he's been wrong. And he was right about his comments about Oregon's head coach, Dan Landing. Landing, excuse me. He was 100% correct. And when he stated about the fear amongst white coaches through college football, and you don't need to be every coach. You don't need to know every coach. All you need to do is been around long enough and look at 128 Division I college football teams and realize that there were 15, now 14, black head coaches out of those 128. To know that it has been a concerted effort to have this not happen. But somehow you have coaches that kind of break through the cracks. And Dion came with a lot of fair and fair. He came with a lot of chagrin, rolling of the eyes, and some applause. But he came because the University of Colorado was committed to diversity. A lot of people don't know that the previous coach of Colorado was also a black head coach, Carl Durrell. He was the guy that led that team to 1-11. He was the coach that a lot of those players were pushed out by Coach Sanders. He was the guy that brought those, coach, brought those players in. But Colorado was committed to diversifying its sidelines. That isn't the case in places like Oregon. That isn't the case in places like Alabama. So when they see this success, and this is not to say that too many times people get caught up in titles. This person is a racist. This person is prejudiced. And we all fall victim to it. This is not a shot at Dan Landing. This is not a shot at the University of Alabama. This is more a, come here, come come here, sit down, let me have a conversation with you real fast. Because people need to understand something. I was listening to the Dan Patrick show uh, a few weeks ago, and he spoke upon Dion, he mentioned 
how people have said Dion's going to change the face of college football. He said, no, he's not. Dion's only one per. He's only one of one. You'll never find another Dion. And you often hear that rhetoric. And it's frustrating because in the minds of so many people, the belief is that, well, changing means you got to find another Dion. No, but you can find another or find the next Eddie Robinson. And if you don't know who Eddie Robinson is, do your research. And by research, I mean, get your Google on. You can find the next Deion Sanders. It doesn't have to be. We're not all monolithic. You don't have to have that specific recipe to be successful. You don't have to be Jackie Robinson to play in Major League Baseball. You don't have to be Chuck Cooper to play in the NBA. You don't have to be one specific way to be successful. So when someone says they're changing the face of college football, that doesn't mean they're specifically looking for the next Dion. What that means is if we all were to close our eyes and envision, you know, before we go there, if we all were to simply close our eyes and describe what our gym teacher looked like, we line 10 people up and close our eyes, all 10 are going to give you similar characteristics. Now take that one step further. If you were to close your eyes and describe a college, what a college football coach looks like to a man, to a woman, or to whatever you identify as, you're going to get some sort of Caucasian. Someone's going to say white or Caucasian. Now you may get people that describe the clothes they're wearing. They may describe their whistle, the car, you know, their khakis, they've got this or whistle, they yell like this. But majority of people are going to say white man or Caucasian man. That's what Dion is doing. That's what Marcus Freeman is doing. That's what James Franklin is doing. They're doing it in different ways, in different universities, and in different manners. And that makes a lot of people uncomfortable because people fear what they don't understand or fear what they're unfamiliar with. I mean, that's essentially what fear is, false expectations appearing real. So the belief is that you bring in a black head coach, he's got to be just like Dion, or else he won't be successful. Well, I think James Franklin's pretty damn successful at Penn State. And if you don't get James Franklin, you don't get Marcus Freeman. And if you don't get Dion Sanders, then you don't get Marcus Freeman. If you don't get Mel Tucker, who was just you know, maybe it's not a good time to say something good about Mel Tucker, but he was just let go. You got Coach Dino in Syracuse. Of the 14 coaches that are in legitimate programs that have a chance to win or at least compete for an NCAA championship, college football championship, the only one really is Freeman at Notre Dame, Sanders at Colorado, and if you want to argue Ryan Walters at Purdue and maybe an outside shot, maybe an outside shot with Coach Franklin and Tony Elliott at Virginia. The rest are at mid-major mediocre clubs. But each one of them has gotten an opportunity because someone opened those eyes that the aforementioned or that I aforementioned that were closed. So what does that mean exactly? Someone decided to open their eyes and no longer see what they have been predisposed or pre-believed or predetermined to believe what a college coach looks like. 
That's what Deion Sanders is doing. What Coach Franklin has done quietly, what Coach Freeman has done successfully, Sanders is now doing publicly. And they're going to get mollywhopped in USC. Pretty pretty sure they're going to get mollywhopped. They've lost their best player, their best, best player, best playmaker. You know, a guy that can change the tide of a game. We saw that at TCU. And I'm not all for the kumbaya power I love that's going on with Colorado State. Again, a story for another day. But when Skip Bayless says this is the new coach of black America, the frustration, and I don't speak for all black America, I only speak for myself, is that we've been other black coaches here that are doing well, Skip. So I respectfully disagree with you. I think the hype around Coach Sanders is an energy because he's now pulling, basically pulling the blinds up and showing you what's going on. But he doesn't get that opportunity if the University of Colorado isn't hell-bent on remaining diverse. The University of Colorado isn't hell-bent on staying diverse, even though he failed. More than likely, the guy that replaces Mel Tucker is going to be a whitehead coach. Colorado refused to fall into that. So when they replaced Coach Durrell with Coach Sanders, that was a concerted effort to stay the road. So the next coaching that comes open, you know, maybe the next big conference, maybe Steve Sarkeesian doesn't get that job. Maybe it's an offensive coordinator that we haven't heard about. And when Coach Sanders fires his defensive coordinator at the end of the year, which he will do, rest assured he will do, and he replaces him with a young up-and-coming black head coach more than likely, maybe that coach will bring in some people to chalk in their diversity box. So the point that I'm getting to or wrapping this up with a bow, the face of college football is changing. It's important that the mindset changes as well. So when you have a coach say, this game isn't played in Hollywood, it's going to be played on grass, they're playing for clicks, we're playing for wins, the accusation, insinuation that somehow Coach Sanders and his group aren't working as hard as our team. Well, let's be realistic. This man is a Hall of Famer. It's accomplished more in his lifetime in the last 15 years than any head coach right now in college football. And the men that are going to come up behind him are working just as hard as you are, albeit in Hollywood, albeit on grass, in every other place where you can possibly be good at. You don't have to do it the way they do it or the way you think it should be done to be successful. That's the changes that are coming. And you don't have to look like Deion Sanders, have the career that Deion Sanders had to change the face of college football. Yes, Deion is one of one as far as his career is concerned, as far as his energy is concerned, but he's one of many as far as leading young men. And let me just add it up with this. We've seen the videos of Coach Nick Saban in predominantly black or in black homes doing the electric slide. We've heard stories of Steve Fisher and other white head coaches going into black homes and eating a little bit of soul food and cracking a joke. And that convinced mama, oh, my baby will be okay. So the thought of a coach 
landing having to go into a Southern California home. And I didn't say a hood uh, home in Compton. How about a home in Irvine with an affluent African-American family? With a father that goes to work every day and has to hear that he doesn't work as hard as his counterparts. So when Skip Bayless says it's Black America's team, he doesn't mean that only Black people are rooting them, rooting for them. He means more along the lines of what Deion Sanders, or excuse me, what Coach Sanders is going through, Black America recognizes all too well. Now, again, I disagree with that because James Franklin is going through similar things. Coach Freeman is going through a little bit of it. But the point is, things are going to change. And the coaches that are fearful of that change are the ones that only know one way to motivate. Only know one way to recruit. Through fear and through lies. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk. Again, if you liked, enjoyed, or even if you didn't and you want to share something, let me know. Comment, follow, share, like, subscribe, whatever you can do on your platform. As always, I appreciate your time and year.